On this Pete and Kimber podcast, we'll scratch up some of the best bits of the show. Scratch up your share of $9 million with Monopoly Scratch and Win. It's back at your nearest Lottery West retailer. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858. It's time to speak with David McMillan. He's the former drug smuggler whose career in prison escapes inspired several books and an Underbelly Files movie, The Man Who Got Away. A new Underbelly movie. So I hear you're a drug dealer. The true story of David McMillan. He's bringing in cars, furniture, a boat. The man of a thousand faces who built a global empire and deceived them all. The only Westerner known to have broken out of Bangkok's notorious Klong Prem Central Prison two weeks before you were to face a machine gun firing squad. David, where do we even begin? Well, uh, hopefully not with me tied to a board holding some uh, well, some orchids or something that they give you um, uh, just before the machine gun. You know, that there's three guards do that. They each have a piece of string, so they all pull at once on the trigger, so none of them are responsible. Isn't that cute? <laughs> what got you into prison in the first place, and what was the sentence that you were given? Um, from about the age of 19... Um, I ended up smuggling at different places, South America, Asia. Um, the plan was to go to Thailand, see a friend, pick up some money and, and go on to Europe. But uh, that didn't quite happen that way. The American DEA took an interest in me. I was arrested. Uh, even though they did a bit of a sweep of the airport, there's always something thrown away. Look, if it was, it was mine, I'd say so, but it was like I think a few grams but enough for the death penalty. So um, my pre-trial hearings dragged on for about two years in that huge prison. You know, I found out the other day there were more people in there than I thought. It holds about 22,000. It's huge. It's a city within a city. Whoa, 22,000 people in the one prison. Yeah, lots of sections. There's a women's section, young people. Two deaths uh, every day. There was a food cart that um, you paid the guards money to uh, do some shopping for you, bring in uh, rotten fish and some stinking meat. But the same cart was used to take the dead out. You'd only hope that the killings took place after the shopping trip. Whoa. I knew it wasn't going to go well for me. Nobody wins the case there. So I'd been scheming to get out of the place since I got there, really. And um, there was a plan to dress up as United Nations medical inspectors and go out holding a stretcher. Um, but one of uh, our cellmates died before he could, he could put that one into effect. So I had to ultimately do it um, in the old school way, which was uh, climb out of the window, cut some bars, and head for the wall. But this was before Google Earth, so I really didn't have any idea whether the wall was properly. You were going to be executed, and then... You've put this plan in place, and two weeks before your execution, you managed to escape. Yes, um, but keep in mind that I've been planning this for a long time. The thing is, you couldn't tell anybody a single thing. It took me hours to actually cut the bars because everything's so noisy at night. You plan it during the day when it's cacophonous and everything, but at nighttime, it's, it's deathly quiet. I did get out of the window. I had some army boot webbing from the um, boot factory, slid down that, burnt my hands. I'd made up um, 
some picture frames, which were to be the rungs of a ladder, um, which had bamboo on either side. Um, and that was heavy enough to drag around the place. So, I mean, I, I was very lucky. I had to go through seven buildings um, over a lot of barbed wire, and I propped this ladder up um, against the wall, and, and dawn was just breaking as I got to the top of it. Oh, and I didn't tell you there was <laughs> electric fence around on top of that wall and a moat of about 20 meters. Oh. <laughs> and I um, had an umbrella factory there. I took one with me. And luckily, luckily, just a little bit of rain to justify the thing. And I kept that hugged over my telltale white face and made it to the airport highway. If you went back to Thailand, would you be captured and killed? Where Where are you at with all of that now? I was definitely retired a few years ago, um, uh, living reasonably in, in London with uh, a new wife and a couple of kids. Knock at the door, police. Uh, you, you kind of recognise them after a lifetime of it. Took me away to um, Westminster Court. It was Thailand wanting me back? And I fought that case for two years, uh, about uh, up to 2016, and uh, finally um, won it effectively uh, by getting them to withdraw the case. So that's been it since then. What a pleasure. Uh, we can't thank you enough for giving us your time this morning and sharing this incredible story with us as well. And we're just happy to be able to sit here and listen to it, um, you know, and, and thankfully you're alive to be able to tell it. And uh, we wish you all the best. We hope to speak to you again. Call any time. It's a full moon here and everything's nuts, but, you know, I'm here. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks so David. Much. Take care. Take care. You too. On this Pete and Kimber podcast, we'll scratch up some of the best bits of the show. Scratch up your share of $9 million with Monopoly Scratch and Win. It's back at your nearest Lottery West retailer. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858.